Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in. What's the spread? It's the Big 12. Miles, this is the wackest conference because they don't have divisions. But this is going to be a great year for the Big 12. Um... Last year, I was pretty much thought that it would be Oklahoma. This year, it's anybody's ball game. So let's go ahead. How do you want to do this? You want to give the odds, or just want us to keep talking about teams? Let's go ahead and start with the top two. Okay. Cool. All right. Uh, I want to go ahead and start the discussion there. Oklahoma minus one thirty four uh, as the favorite. Yep. And then you've got Texas at plus two seventy five, and then it's everybody else. I mean, that's pretty much what we're looking at right now. Yeah, absolutely. So just starting with Oklahoma, Texas, who met in the title game last year. Mm-hmm. They gave us quite possibly the game of the year in the regular season at the Red River Showdown. Yep. Highly anticipated again. A lot of changes at Oklahoma. A lot of changes. They're going to be coming with an entirely different style of offense. Their offensive line is going to be very different. Four and that, new starters. And that's the offensive line, that one offensive line of the, in the country. I think at minus 137, granted, they're getting a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who does not lose football games. My money is not going to be on the Oklahoma Sooners. Jalen Hurts is a proven winner. Proven winner. And so are the Sooners. In the last four years in Big 12 play, Oklahoma is 33-3 in Big 12 games. That's insane. That is overwhelming. New defensive coordinator. Yes. Alex Grinch. A lot of hype around this guy. But they get 10 returning defensive starters, which is really, really key. That was was a little bit that, that, that swayed me towards the Oklahoma side. A lot to work with on defense, a lot of talent coming back. Yep. But at the same time, can the defense really be fixed in one offseason? I don't think so. I'm going to say no. Uh, so th- that concerns me a little bit about Oklahoma. But at the same time, can the offense be as strong? I think it's going to be an exciting offense to watch. If Oklahoma's offensive line is anywhere near the talent that they were last year, they are going to decimate teams. The only team that I think in this conference that stands a chance against them is Texas. And if you look at Oklahoma's schedule this year, they honestly don't have that many tough games. And this is, in my opinion, the Houston game is going to be tough. At UCLA, might be might be a struggle, but you don't know what UCLA is bringing this game. You know, Red River Showdown, obviously, is always a tough one. And then maybe the trap game at Oklahoma State um, at the end of the season. Outside of that, I don't really think they're challenged much because they get Texas Tech at home, West Virginia at home, Iowa State, who, who could be the dark horse in this, at home. Those are great home games, but... Oklahoma, even though it's a round robin in, in the Big 12, yeah. Oklahoma may have the easiest conference schedule. Yes. Because their road games are Kansas, Kansas State, Baylor, and then Oklahoma State to end the year. I'm arguing that their toughest road game might be UCLA yeah. on September 14th. That's what I'm thinking. And that their toughest game outside of Texas could be a trap game against Houston yep. in First week game one. of the season. It's interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see. Um, you know, I really wanted to dig down deep into the Red River Showdown because... Personally, I didn't know the the, the stats of this. Um, Texas leads the series 62-47-5, but that doesn't matter to me. Really, what really matters is since 2000. And, you know, we're big-time football fans. We live for this rivalry. I was shocked. I was shocked to see that they were 7-7. That doesn't make sense. 
You talking about these past fourteen years? Yeah, past fourteen years. Okay, they were seven and seven. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been an, it's been a back and forth rivalry for sure, and both programs have been down. I was so shocked. Does that not surprise you, though? Well, but here's the thing: it's always a competitive game. You and I dug into this. You're right. We dug into the numbers last year yeah. going in when I believe uh, Texas was plus eight, and we said this was a this was the guarantee yeah. of the year. Yeah. Because it's always a close game. Uh, now, when it was uh, in Jerry World, it was a little bit of a different story. Oklahoma pretty much controlled yeah, that game the absolutely. entire the entire time. But when it's the Red River Showdown, it, it's just a little bit of a different feel. Yes. Texas, arguably the one of the strongest finishes, beating Georgia last season. Who Georgia was arguably the third best team in the country. Yep. Uh, big win there. Sam Ellinger, forty one scores in twenty eighteen. This man is a beast, Miles. Only five interceptions. Are you kidding me? And you know, when you look at the quarterback rankings for this year, there are people who don't even have him in his t- in their top four. We, I know myself, I doubted him. He proved me wrong. And with that being said, my money is on Texas at plus 275 to win the conference. Their road games are a little tougher than yes. Oklahoma. Uh, West Virginia, TCU, Iowa State, Baylor. Uh, their first three conference games, Oklahoma State at West Virginia versus Oklahoma. Uh, the schedule doesn't set up as nicely for Texas. No. At, pl- at plus 275, great value back. Great value. And I think the value is more of my lean than the actual team's capability. Because if you think about it, yes, Oklahoma has the easier schedule. <sighs> Maybe a toss-up at quarterback. Better defense. Okay. Well, more they, have more return, they, they have more returning starters on defense. Yeah, not a Texas better defense. Lost just yeah. about everybody. Yeah. Um, so this is a tough one, but I gonna I gonna have to side on the side of value. I, I have to as a, as a as a betting man. I'm gonna take Oklahoma minus one thirty four to just to go on the other side. Okay. Uh, I think that them being the favorite, like if they were sitting at a minus two fifty or three hundred, it, it would be a different story. Uh, but I think it's it's pretty solid value because. I think that there's nobody outside of Oklahoma and Texas who can actually realistically win the conference. Absolutely. Especially with there being a title game now. Yes. Because when there wasn't, you know, in that case, you could have all kinds of scenarios with three-way ties. And But here, there is a title game. And, yes. And, and, and I think at the end of the year, it's going to be Oklahoma and Texas again Absolutely. playing in Dallas. I think so, too. And I'm excited to see them play twice. This is the only time that you'll ever hear me say that I'm excited to watch two Big 12 teams play twice is this these two teams. It's a great rivalry. And for me, last year, if West Virginia couldn't do it, I mean, I was high on West Virginia yeah, last year. And they did not finish the season strong. But if but if they couldn't even put up a fight, yep. I, I mean, they, they were right there, right? They, they had that game against Oklahoma at home, and they couldn't get it done. Going down the list here, West Virginia. I do not understand West Virginia at plus 800. Plus 800 as, as is, third is insane. You're losing your all-star quarterback. You're losing your best receiver. You're losing your best offensive line. You're just losing all over the field with this schedule. An 8-4 and four record with Real Greer last year. Where the hell is Vegas getting this number from? Do they know something we don't? Because we saw that bowl game, and the backup is trash. I would arguably, arguably put four or five teams ahead of West Virginia. Yes. With, with better or the same odds to Absolutely. win the conference. That's how I see 3-10, through 10, or really 3-7-ish through seven yes. ish in this conference, is that... It, it's hard to see what to expect yes. from all of these teams, but the question is how much have they all improved? West Virginia, have they improved at all? They had quite possibly the best quarterback in program history. Yes. Maybe even the best receiver as well, best playmaker in David Sills. You lose all that production and you lose your coach. 
How do you expect to come back from that when Texas and Oklahoma are sitting over here with so much stability in the coaching staff? That's the that's the craziest part. And it just doesn't make sense to me. They must know something we don't. And I look at how the schedule sets up. It's not like their schedule is terribly easy. They have a road game. Their second game of the season, a road game at Mizzou. Yes, Mizzou doesn't have Drew Locke, but it's still an SEC opponent on the road. They end the season at TCU, a great defensive team. I, I just don't see this. The schedule's not set up for them just this Ride the wave. I've got six, seven wins for the Mountaineers. Yeah, this seven year. is a fair, fair number. Uh, and we were talking about coaching. I did want to add for the Big Twelve. A lot of coaching turnover here, so there's a lot of new coaches to dig into. Neil Brown from Troy ran one of the best programs in the country yes. in the past four years in that in that Sun Belt Conference. So really good hire. Uh, but there's going to be some turnover, especially at the quarterback position. You've got uh, Oklahoma grad transfer Austin Kendall coming in, but he, he he's not even the front runner to be no. the starter right now. No, um, it, it seems to be. Uh, a rotational uh, competition right now at QB, but you're not going to replace Will Greer, and you're no. not going to replace that production. No, or so, that connection between between uh, Sills and Greer. Like that, I, I don't understand where this number is. Yeah, sure, you get a new coach, but every time you get a new coach, historically, there's some growing pains for all top programs and, and top hot coaches coming in. So I'm gonna seven win season is fair, very fair for me. Let's move over to Iowa State. Much higher on the Cyclones. Much. They are my value pick. I will put money on Iowa State to win because at plus 1,200, if they lose, I won't feel bad. But they have returning quarterback Brock Purdy. They have to replace David Montgomery and Akeem Butler. But this team, if you look at the schedule, I like it a lot. At Oklahoma, tough. At Texas Tech, tough. I don't think I don't think they got the short end of the stick anywhere else. Versus, I think Iowa at home? That's... Always a big game. Uh, everyone's got that one circled as well yes. because I, because both teams are expected to be very competitive this year. Uh, so I, I'm, I, it's good to see that that great rivalry being such a, a big non-conference game. Yes. Um, for Iowa State, as you mentioned, replacing David Montgomery is going to be tough, but you've got all five starters on the offensive oh line my. set to return. Uh, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell's a great coach. Uh, yeah. One of the best coaches in the country. For what he's done at Iowa State, to, to just, to, just to make them competitive – in this conference. Correct it, me if I'm wrong. They ended the season on a seven or eight game win streak, right? Yeah, I mean, it was strong uh, yeah. since the loss to Oklahoma. Yeah, I think it was like seven wins or I something believe. like that. Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy led the entire conference in passing efficiency. Yep. Wasn't Kyler Murray. It was our boy Brock Purdy over there. And he's young. So there's a lot of talent there. Uh, a defense that allowed only 22.9 points per game last year. And they're returning eight of the starters on that side of the ball. There's a lot to like. A lot. For, for a Iowa value State. pick, Miles. My mouth started watering when I saw what this was. Because you know you have to pick your favorite and a value pick every single time. Don't be fooled by West Virginia at plus 800. I think Iowa State is the much better pick. Absolutely. To possibly make a run at Oklahoma or Texas to take one of their spots in the title game. When's the last time they won the title? It was more recent, right? Won the whole conference? Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, I would argue that it had to be back when they were north and south, right? I don't know. We're gonna have to look that up because yeah, that, that's, that's that just—I don't question. know why that question just sparked no, through my mind. Yeah. And, um, okay. So next we got Oklahoma State plus two thousand. I'm and not touching that with Mike Gundy. Uh, it's one of the most I would say consistent head coaches in in the conference, but you really never know what you're gonna get. But with, he's normally like Cowboys. an eight win coach every right. season. Like that is really his his ceiling. And here's where I'm at on the Cowboys. They ranked dead last in the Big Twelve last year in yards per game. Yep. And it's already a conference that allows a hell of a ton of yards. Cornelius is gone. Yeah. Redshirt freshman uh, Spencer Sanders seems to be the front runner to start a quarterback, but 
at the same time, they need a star quarterback yes, to run do. that air raid offense to compete as they did a couple years ago Yep, uh, with Mason Rudolph. But I just don't see it. I mean, I've got five, six wins for the Cowboys this year. I yeah. I think they have the potential to, to to do a little more there. They do get Oklahoma at home at the end of the year. They did beat Texas at home last year. Yes. So, but that's the Big 12, right? Yeah, that's the Big 12 where anything can happen. It's just with a team like this, you want an, an offense like this, you want quarterback stability. Right. This league is all about the quarterback. Yes. I was going to say that I think more than any other Power Five Conference, the Big 12 is all about the quarterback. Yep. You've got to have a star. You've got to have a playmaker because you got to be able to put up points. Yeah, absolutely. Because defense doesn't rule. Iowa State and TCU had the best defenses in the conference last year. That will probably continue this year. Yeah. But what are you doing on the offensive side of the ball? Because when it comes to those conference games, it comes down to, I mean, look at the West Virginia-Texas game last year. Yeah. Coming down to a two-point conversion. Who had the ball last? Right. It comes A lot of times it comes down to, can your guy go down the field as Will Greer did in that game and get the win. So, man. TCU, also plus 2,000. TCU. Gary Patterson, one of my favorite coaches in the country. One of the best coaches in the country. Yes. Uh, Seven and six last season. Do you see them improving? No. I think they're going to be, they're going to be the typical TCU team, great on defense, struggles on offense. Did you see that Gary Patterson, I, I didn't see this, didn't even have a spring game. He's got five options at quarterback who are all possible starters. Oh, my God. It's a mess. And He doesn't know what he's doing on offense. As we said, you need a quarterback in this conference. Yes. And unfortunately, TCU just just hasn't been able to find that guy that can be stable for like two or three years. They're going to have a a couple of those 13-9 victories this season. And and they'll be perfectly fine with winning eight games, as long as they make it to a bowl. All right. One of my favorite teams in the conference, Brad... I am really high, uh, not just this year, but down the road for, at Texas Tech, a plus 2,200. Maybe not this year, but I think Matt Wells from Utah State was a home run hire. Yes, Perfect absolutely. fit for this offense. Um, everyone was really down on Kingsbury. Yes. And understandably so, because he wasn't getting the results. But as I said in our draft coverage for the Cardinals, yes. Kingsbury was a good hire because he's an offensive mastermind. He's not a recruiter. Yep. If Matt Wells can get some guys... From Texas and get the recruits coming back in. I think Texas Tech has all the makings of someone who could make a run in this conference. And you know what it's all about. It's all about stability at quarterback. They they have not announced that Alan Bowman will be the starting quarterback, but but we can he, assume yes. And he showed glimpses of being a solid uh, he, yeah, quarterback. Right. I mean, before he went down in that Oklahoma yes. game, he had him on the ropes. Two collapsed lungs is kind of hard to come back yeah. from. Really unfortunate injury. But to our point, that's a quarterback that can win you a game yes. when in the final possession. Yes. So we know Tech's not going to play any defense. No. But if your quarterback's running on all cylinders in a conference game, you have a chance to win every single time. That's why you got to love the Big 12. Outside of playing, I mean, that's where playing TCU gets tough, right? But yes. they don't have an offense. So <laughs> could you imagine you someone give TCU a quarterback? Please. Yeah. Someone. And I don't even Hey, could be Matthew Baldwin, my boy from Ohio State. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go ahead and touch on Baylor. Year three for Matt Rule. I don't see success in year three. Not this year. Um, There's still a couple years away. Yeah. Matt Rule is really building something special at he Baylor. Is. And he he had everything against him at the beginning of my his God. tenure. I mean, he, but, you know, it's kind of it's an uh, unfortunate situation to go into, right? But that gives him the time to start bringing his kind of guys his kind of coaches, his style of offense. It's a good blend, a good way to build the foundation of something bigger. And I think that two years from now, 
they might be a little bit more of the middle of the pack instead of the bottom of the barrel. I got a dark horse, though. Their quarterback, Charlie Brewer, I think is a dark horse for Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. That kid can ball. Uh, okay, so now we got the bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. I think Vegas got these right. We got Kansas State at plus 4,000. Kansas at plus 5,000. The Bill Snyder era over in Little oh, Manhattan. Oh, so sad. Remember when we were talking, we were like, Bill Snyder's going to die on the sideline? <laughs> yeah, God, it, I'm it was looking that way for a proud, while. I'm so proud of him for, for taking that step down and letting this, letting this program rebuild itself. Get some youth in there. Change its its philosophy. This this is going to be a cultural change. Yes. Uh, not necessarily coming from anything negative. No, because, absolutely I mean, not. Snyder's got the football field named after him. Yes. He's a legend at Kansas State. But it's a it, this is truly a fresh start. Yes, absolutely. For a program that has seen better days. Yep. Um, but has a great fan base. Good location, but a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. Another five and seven season we see coming here. Yeah. yeah. I I got him at four or five wins. Yeah, for sure. And then we have our boy Les Miles. Oh God! Taking over here at Kansas. Goes. Les Miles, if you win more than three games this year, I will write you a personal letter and saying, Les Miles, congratulations on exceeding my expectations. This was a terrible hire. <laughs> it just doesn't really make any sense. I, I feel like it would make more sense for a program like Kansas to make a young gun hire, yes. like Matt Wells or Neil Brown. That would make more sense at what? A, at a school like Kansas. I, I'm not because excited. at this point, what do you really expect out of Les Miles? Does some he's, old and, and dude does play he have some anything to work defensive with? football with no players? And their team is decimated because almost their entire team was seniors. Yeah. I mean, Puka Williams, one of the most explosive players in the conference, suspended. We, we don't even know if he's going to play this year. Now, if you ask Les Miles, of course, he says that this is the most talent he's ever had to start at a program. <laughs> When's the last time he started a program, right. though? Like, come on. Okay. Brad. Yes. Who do you got playing in the conference championship game? Can I do I really have to be this basic? It's okay. Am I really? Uh, I Go got ahead. Oklahoma, Texas. I it, it's hard for me to see anybody beside outside of yeah, Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, it just Texas, makes me feel like, especially with no divisions, right? Yes, that's uh, the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. You're just pick, taking the top two. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what makes it simple. It, it's it's like we've said before. They've got to fix this somehow. Because I just don't like the guarantee that we get repeat games. Yes. But if we were going to have a repeat game, Oklahoma, Texas would be it, right? But doesn't it diminish the Red River showdown? Because Absolutely. Because we they're know gonna they're going to play again at the end? Miles, I, I don't see... It's, I feel like our answer is such a cop-out. But, you know, if you think about it realistically, the only two teams that I think are going to win double-digit games in this league are Texas and Oklahoma. I think my second, my third-place team is, and Iowa State is a nine-win team. Yeah. I'm pretty similar. I've got Oklahoma winning 10-11, Texas 9-10, Iowa State 7-8. Yeah. So I, I I think those are the three best teams in the Absolutely. conference. Um, I think that there are tough times ahead for West Virginia. I don't know what this plus 800 is yeah. about, <laughs> but stay far away it's from not it. every day you get a quarterback like Will, Will, Will Greer yeah. with already D1 SEC college football experience. It's not like he came in here wet behind the ears and he was just some transfer who didn't play. I didn't see West Virginia's non-conference schedule, but I think that they need to win all of their non-conference games. I think it's pretty easy. Um, their non-conference games here, outside of Mizzou, they have James Madison. So, and, Oh, actually, it's not easy at all. God dang. James Madison at Mizzou, North Carolina State. That's brutal. That, That's, I mean, that could be two losses in the non-conference. Yeah, wow. So, uh, stay far away from that. And then we'll see what we get out of the Cowboys, TCU. Uh, I'm excited to watch Texas Tech. Um, but those are the best three teams. I've got Oklahoma, again, winning the Big 12. Call me basic. I have Texas winning it all. 
Uh, but you know, as a Jalen Hurts fan, okay, so I'm gonna have to fanboy for a little bit. Sure, I will be rooting for Oklahoma, and I, I will be rooting for Oklahoma to make it into the college football playoff. Um, fun fact: outside of Alabama and Clemson, Oklahoma is the only other team to make it into the college football playoff in consecutive years. It's been an impressive program. Yes, but the question has become can they win in the playoff yeah and it's been you know i i read a lot of interesting breakdowns about oklahoma's past couple years and and i I had to agree with these statements that their defense cost them at least one national championship yes and that that hurts and then i really started to think about it because you know i said when baker lost he was an overtime away from playing for the national title i think they could have won that game but at the same time with how bad their defense was man so that's where it starts for the Sooners program, is yes. that you have got fix to fix that defense. defense. And you know with the Sooners here, if they played three teams in conference that had TCU's defense, it would make them better defensively. That's true. Yeah, because it, because they don't need, when they're playing these conference games, that defense that defensive mentality isn't there. Yeah. Right? It, it, it's, it's not needed. Absolutely. So, but the Big 12 is not going to change, Brad. No, it's not. <laughs> Which I'm actually glad. I like the Big Me 12 too. football. Me I, too. I, 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 you know, every conference has their own style of yeah. football. I mean, you know, the Big 10 has some of the last pro offenses remaining. Yep. Uh, you know, the SEC, it's all about the speed and the power up front. Every, every conference brings something different to the yep. table. I, I think the Big 12 needs to not change. Continue to gun Be yourself, Big it. 12, but learn how to play some defense a little bit. <laughs> and that way you can maybe win a game in the playoff. But. Yes, Absolutely. Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. That's our game of the year. That's our championship. One of those guys will be champion. So I think it's pretty pretty fair to say. Miles, let's go ahead and pick our next topic. So what Miles is doing is he is reaching in the hat to see what is the next uh, conference we are going to talk about or in division. the summer or division in the summer of football. I got it. He's got it. What is it, Miles? All right, here <laughs> we go. Pac-12. Oh, Pac-12. I think we're just going to get all the college football yeah, ones we're out gonna, of the way first. I already got my Pac-12 winners, so. <laughs> but guess what, guys? You're not going to hear it till next episode. Yeah. Well, guys, right. we want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify now, or however you get your podcasts. Every download helps. Every time you rate and comment helps. If you like our picks, say something. If you think we freaking suck, flick us the bird emoji. We won't care. Thank you, guys. Have a great one.